Good morning, church. Welcome this morning to the house of the Lord. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Um, I always say this is my favorite day of the week. This is my favorite morning of the week. It's hands down. And I'll be honest and tell you, it hasn't always been that way. Um, It hasn't always been that way. But I'm thankful that the Father just kept calling me. He kept calling me into his house. And um, there's joy in the house of the Lord. There's provision in the house of the Lord. The presence of God is here. I mean, he comes and he meets with us. He meets with us. Um, And just let me encourage you, church. I mean, y'all know, you see me up here. I'm like this. I have to move away from Jason. I open my eyes sometimes and I don't know where I've ended up. And sometimes I'm up and sometimes I'm over. But um, I just need to receive I need to receive. And if this isn't your stance, you know, it can be like the this, this stance. But I encourage you this morning, Pastor Andy is teaching again on worship. And last week he taught that worship is a posture. And that posture for me often is, looks like this during certain songs. Um, sometimes it's just a posture of rejoicing, in which case you'll see me. I mean, We're a dancing family. You should see us sometimes, this guy, right? I mean, there's joy in the Ackerman home. Sometimes it's to, um, gosh, it's not Ray Lewis. He's a football player. It's Ray Charles, right, that one song. Sometimes it's not even the Christian music, but it's just a, it's just, there's always joy of the Lord. So if your pot, whatever, whatever your posture has normally been, if it's hands in pockets and you're just like, this is how you worship, I encourage you today to take that next Pull your hand out of your pocket and just do this. The Lord sees this. This right here honors the Lord as much as Pastor Liz is this. (laughs) This is where I am. But if you're here and this is what you do this morning, this honors the Lord just as much. Just as much. So I encourage you this morning, eyes on Jesus. Let's worship him this morning. Let's step into his presence and receive all that he has for us. And kids, my kids, they know, I don't know, because I talk a lot and I talk to them about this. Entering into worship is for you. This isn't grown-up worship only. I mean, the the three-year-olds, the four-year-olds, they're watching us, the adults, and they're learning how to enter in and they're learning how to posture themselves before the Lord and to receive. Okay, I got to stop. Okay. All right, stand with me, church. I'm going to read a call to worship out of Psalm 100. And I just want you guys just to receive it, listen to it, believe it, experience it, live it, do it. Let's make a joyful noise this morning. Amen. It says this. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving 
and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Heavenly Father, we worship you today. We worship you today. We make a joyful noise. We shout unto you, Lord. We welcome you in this place. Have your way. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's worship. For I am the Lord thy God. I am always with you. I will never, ever forsake you. My love for you is so great. Your repentance is past month, and your praise and worship and the melody in your heart is so sweet to me. I am changing you. Anything that you want to bring to me, I will heal you on this spot right now. Any secret sins come to me, and I will heal you and cleanse you with my purifying blood, and you will be set free. You will receive my forgiveness. You will receive my cleansing ability, and you will walk in freedom like no other. My power and my glory is coming here. You guys have been so faithful to me. You have been so faithful, the Lord says. He says, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia to the Lamb of God. Alleluia, Lord. God, we praise you, Father. You are so faithful. My power and my glory. Get ready, says the Lord God, because the move of the Spirit is coming through here in unique, new, fresh ways. Get ready, says the Lamb of God. You are my people. You are going to be um, coming around to the city of Erie and to the surrounding areas that this place is going to be the glory-filled, power-packed place of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, we say, let it be unto us according to your word. Our eyes are fixed on you. Lord, God, our eyes are fixed on you. You are our source. You are our only source. You are our only hope. You are our only salvation. We look to you, God. And as a church, we say in agreement, we receive. We receive from your throne of grace. We receive from the throne of mercy. We receive. And God, what you say what you speak to us, Father, we will treasure it and cherish it in our hearts. Father, and you know this man will write it down. And you know he will keep it before this congregation. And we will run after every word. Like the persistent widow, we will never leave until we've had all that you long to pour out upon us. Father, and what you say to do, we will do. God, we will do. God, we commit to being radically obedient to you. 
Father, let it be unto us according to your word. In Jesus' name. Church, we're going to seal what God is doing here by taking communion together as a family. And this morning, I just feel as Ryan came up and gave that word from the Lord, and as I prayed that prayer, that the Lord would say, love one another this morning. Love one another this morning. When you come to the table of communion, to rightly, to rightly take communion, it's about loving one another. It's about taking it's about taking what God has given through the blood of his only son and shedding it, sharing it with generosity to those around us. Which means if you don't want people gossiping about you, then you, thou shalt not gossip about others. If you have no responsibility in a matter, then have no opinion on the matter. This matters to God. How we care for one another with our words matters to him. What we say in secret will be revealed. So church, I invite you this morning to come to the table. I want what God's, I want everything. I want it all. I want it all for us. For us. For all of us. And to think that it's not contingent upon our love for one another would be foolish. We will, Erie Christian Fellowship Church, we will love the Lord God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our minds. And we will love one another. We will think the best of one another. We will speak the best of one another. We will protect one another. We will pray for one another. We will love one another, our neighbors as ourselves. And we will do this as a, as a love offering. We will do this to please the Father. We will do this to glorify the Father. And he will pour out a blessing upon us such that we can't even imagine. All right. I release you. Y'all can come up. Gluten-free is on the small plate. Um, get your elements. Circle back round to your seats. And let's take communion together this morning. This morning as I was preparing for today in this time of communion. He reminded me of Psalm 32. And the title of the beginning of this psalm is The Joy of Forgiveness. The Joy of Forgiveness. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer, and I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. 
I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So, Father, we just come before you today. We confess our trespasses to you. And, Father, when we do that, the flooding of our hearts of your forgiveness and your compassion changes us, turns us around, sets our feet on solid ground. We thank you for it, Lord. Your body broken, your blood shed. I just kept hearing the word this morning, compassion, compassion, compassion. Jesus was a man of compassion. And it was his compassion that stirred the healing as he ministered. And the Lord wants us to know and be reminded this morning that he has compassion on us. He loves us. He cares for us. So, Father, I thank you for your compassion. I thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your goodness, for your faithfulness, that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us. Father, we do this today in remembrance of you. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread when he had given thanks, he broke and he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Thank you, Lord. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us partake. As we continue to worship, I want to encourage you. The word of the Lord this morning was generous the word that Ryan gave and what i heard what i heard was there is total healing available this morning that's what i heard that bring unto me those sins that have laid in secret you know and sometimes that sounds real scandalous <laughs> but there are, there are ways that we've walked, cycles we've gotten into, things we've believed that aren't true. And we need, we need revelation to see it. So I encourage you this morning, if you need healing, if you need freedom, worship this morning and come to him. Because if he said it, then he's going to do it. So as we continue to worship, I just encourage you to take God at his word this morning and to um, come to him and, and 
lay down before him that thing or those things that you need freedom from this morning, that you need lifted off of you this morning because he is faithful and he is merciful. His mercy has no end. And he is, um, if he said it, then he's going to do it this morning. So let's worship. Scripture I think about often is when Jesus and his disciples um, were at the pool. I might pronounce this wrong, at Bethesda. And all the lame and the paralyzed were around the pool, and he went up to a man. And Jesus asked him, he said, do you want to get well? And I just feel like he's asking us, do we want to be well? Because <laughs> the healing's here, the freedom is here. So church, I just encourage you to be brave, <laughs> to step into it. I just felt like God just put in my heart and he asked, like, what would your life look like if you desired what I desired for you? And I just encourage you in that today to be brave in your faith because he wants you to walk in your freedom and your healing. If you guys could just keep playing a little bit. We're just going to stay in this moment here for a minute longer. want to encourage your faith. Last two services, or maybe it was a Wednesday night and then last Sunday, the Lord had miraculously healed an individual in both of those services. And he wants to do it again this morning for you. His generosity, his compassion... When we sing that song, we're making a declaration that we're going to make room for him. In order to make room for something, something else has to go. In order to make a place to make a space, we have to remove some things in our life. And I don't know what that is for you this morning, but I believe the Lord wants to do a healing in your life but he wants you to take a step to remove something from your life that needs to go. So as we, if we could sing the chorus one more time of that song, I would just ask you to seek the Lord in this and what it is that he is asking you to remove to make room for him. I'm just going to give you a little testimony because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony of our testimony. Um, I just got done reading Run, Baby, Run, the story of Nikki Cruz. And Crossing the Switchblade is just a really pivotal book for Jason and I that we read together a couple years ago. Um, and so Run, Baby, Run has been sitting on the shelf. And there's just like this one sentence in there. And I, I went back to look for it. and I couldn't find it again. But he said, fear only leaves room for self. And that really hit me. And what Elle doesn't know is that the Lord has been speaking to me, do you want to be well? There's patterns in my life that I learned from the womb, from 
infancy about the world. And as children, we make, we draw conclusions based on our, our, our speedily growing brain. We take in more information and draw more conclusions as children than we will in any other time of our life. And there are patterns that I have, um, especially with people. And it's all based in fear that people aren't trustworthy. People will hurt you. You can't trust anybody to care for you. And by God's mercy, that fear didn't translate over to Jesus, but it did translate into Father, into the Father. And I have struggled for so long to receive the love of the Father, to trust in the love of the Father. And when the Lord says, do you want to be well? So often my answer is not if it means I have to do this, this, and this. Not if it means that I have to start like interacting with people more, trusting people more, or seeing the best in people. Because when you live that out, you don't always see the best in people. You have to begin to make room for the love of Jesus in you to make room for the love of Jesus for others. And God has been working with me so much in this area. And my goodness, I mean, he's only getting, he's just scratching the surface. But over the past three weeks, this has been my conversation with him is, God, I do want to be well, but I'm struggling to hold. I just, I like being safe. I like feeling safe. Can't I be well and still fill in the blank, still operate in this way that helps me to feel safe? Is it bad for me, God, to want to feel safe? Do I have to bear my soul to everybody? Does everybody have to know? Like, you know, do I have to? And he's, he's teaching me. He's showing me. And, um, and I'm learning. But this morning, church, when, when Ryan had the word of come, you know, that God wants to come in and bring freedom, I really feel like it's freedom from fear. And I didn't say that before because what, I, what I'm working out with God isn't always what everyone's working out with God. I'm fully aware of that. Um, but fear only leaves room for self. And I, as I was up here, the Lord's just ministering to me and coming out of my mouth is, I can trust you, God. I can love you. I can trust you. And laying down, just laying down fear, I will not fear. If I lose everything, God, I will not fear any longer. I won't partner with fear. Whatever happens in the world, if people come to take my home, I will not fear. I'll give them the key and say, my God is my shelter. Can you imagine that in reality, how difficult that would be? But that's where I want to be. And in truth, that's not a problem for me. Take my home. Just don't try to get close to me. <laughs> just, don't, just don't try to see my heart. Just don't. So I can use that as an example. Fear. Fear in our patterns are ways of protecting either our belongings, our families, fear regarding our children, our jobs, so our provision. God just wants to minister freedom this morning. And that's my testimony or just one small part of it. And I share it only so you know that God is able. He loves you this morning. And he wants to minister freedom. So as we sing this, just don't be afraid. I mean, El's word is just right on, is don't be afraid this morning. I mean, it's really scary for me to get up here and say these things. 
because I'm afraid of y'all. Because <laughs> um, I don't trust I don't trust people, but I'm learning and I'm growing, and I trust God. So this morning, as I'm saying, I can trust you. I can trust you. He prompted me. He's like, then you get up there and you trust me, because I trust him. I'm gonna. I choose to trust the Lord this morning. I choose to step into His healing this morning. I choose to receive freedom this morning. This morning, I say, I want to be healed, God. I want healing this morning, God. Do what you're gonna do. I am not gonna protect myself anymore. I'm laying. That's my testimony this morning. Is I'm laying down self protection. So, I mean, if you have always had it in for me and you want to come at me, I guess this is the week to do it because I'm not gonna protect myself. God, help me. I'm not gonna protect myself. I'm not going to protect myself and get in my stance to hit back or to freeze or to, or to run or to hide. I do them all. I do all of them. Fear, flight, fight, freeze. I do all of them. I'm going to run to Jesus. So on the altar this morning, Pastor Liz is laying down self-protection. That's what I'm laying down this morning. So guys, we're going to sing that chorus one more time. And I encourage you, you don't have to come up. You can't come up if you want. Just lift your hands to him as a posture of you're releasing to him whatever it is that he's calling you to release. And you're at the same time, you're receiving from him that which he wants to provide to you today, which is healing, wholeness, healing and wholeness in Jesus' name. just want to close this time of worship with a scripture that the Lord continues to remind me of out of John chapter 8. And Jesus said to those who believed him, how many of you believe him today? If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Lord, for your word, for your truth, for your love, for your generosity, for your compassion, for your healing touch. We thank you for it today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We make room for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's always so hard to transition out of the presence. Another word the Lord was really pressing in on me this week was, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart immediately and said, the kingdom is people. In another place in the Gospels, Jesus says that the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is people, which is why, now that y'all know, I can reference it, which is why my um, need, um, instinctual need to self-protect is so damaging to what he has for me. It's why it has to be addressed. It's why it has to be spoken. It's why it has to be um, 
confronted and, and acknowledged and then dealt with and allow him to have access to it because he has more for me than I can know, that I can see. And it's hard for me to want it because it has to do with people. So me and my flesh, how could I want that? Because I just like to be alone. Sometimes even in my own home, those people sometimes feel like they're after me, like they want more from me than I can give. Um, so abiding in his word and seeking that truth and saying, even if it hurts God, even if it terrifies me, I want the truth. And then asking him to help you to be, to own it and own it well, to trust him to own it well, because he'll only reveal to you what you can handle. You, he won't take you deeper. He, um, when I say that, what you can handle, he's not going to reveal something to me that's going to decimate me and open the door to the enemy. So it's kind of like, you want to go deeper, Liz? You know, I have to own the small issues and keep being faithful in the little things, and then he will take me into those deep places. Um, and I remember Pastor Andy talked about that with fasting. I think he prayed. I, I think you, I don't know if that was a private conversation or if that's what you talked about from up here, but he prayed, Lord, I want to go deeper. Yeah, then God took him deeper in ways that he was like, it's happened in us too. I've said to him, if I had known from the beginning what this was going to cost me, I never would have been obedient. That's just an honest statement. I never would have been obedient. So praise God, I didn't know because I didn't know the cost. I didn't know how hard this was going to be. Um, so seek first his kingdom, church, and his righteousness. And then all the things, all the concerns, and I know you guys have got them. Every time I look out, I know there are concerns, there are things in your life. There are things that have been pressing in on you and weighing on you, valid, real things, finances, jobs, relationships, calling, all those things. Seek first his kingdom. Seek the truth. Abide in the word. God is faithful and God is good. So as we enter this time um, of fellowship, let's encourage one another. Let's minister to one another and be open to the Holy Spirit um, as we just talk with one another. If you are an ECF kid, ECF, our kid corner is over there. Go ahead and get your, uh, your stuff. If you're a guest, I welcome you. On the back of the seats, there's the connection card. That's a place for you to write your name and your email, minimum. And we'll just send you an email that says welcome. That's it. Um, we are so happy to have you. Um, we're always happy to just share the, the bounty of the presence of God that he pours out to us. Um, so welcome. Those connection cards can go in the offering buckets. During the break, the offering buckets will be up here on the steps, and you can bring your tithes and your offerings and your, your connection cards. Thank you for the encouragement. We got a couple. Last week I made a joke like, hey, if you have any kind of encouragement for the staff, you could put it on that connection card and we'll read it. Um, and then I continued to say if you have any criticisms or any kind of, um, uh, what is it called, constructive feedback, um, that can go to our constructive feedback department, which is the Holy Spirit. That department is open all throughout the week, 24-7. You can talk to him. It's a hotline. And he, he filters through those, and he lets us know. And that's, a, that's funny. That's a joke. But it is also true because you have, there's three elders over this church. It's not just one of us. And you can be certain that if there's something the Holy Spirit needs us to know, your prayers are effective. 
You can talk to him about an issue that you see, and you can talk to him about it for a while, knowing that he will, if it needs address, he will address it. And he will come to us and say, y'all, we need to talk. He's done it. He, he sees what sometimes we don't see. And women, come on now. I see stuff here, right? He sees stuff here, married couples, um, that need to be addressed in, uh, in regards to the leadership of the church. Um, and Sid, too, is part of our leadership team. So, okay, I'm just going off the rails. Um, so that was a joke that I made. The connection cards, you can use them for whatever you want. Prayer requests, praise reports. And I think that's all, right? Offering Kid Corner. All right, let's, uh, let's greet one another. All right, church. All right, grab your seat. You guys can fellowship some more after service if you so choose. Looking forward to what Pastor Andy has to share this morning on worship. Okay, two just quick announcements, then we'll pray over the offering, uh, and then Pastor Andy will come up and do week two uh, on worship, which is exciting. I'm looking forward to what he has to share. First announcement is tonight. Everyone say tonight. Yeah, Luciano Life Group is meeting here in the sanctuary at 6.30. Uh, Uncle Don Johnson will be the, uh, the teacher uh, this evening. So if you guys encourage you guys to come out for that tonight, right here in the sanctuary is where they meet, 6.30 p.m. Uh, great teaching. I know Don has planned. So I want you to come out to that. And then the word for you today, which is our daily devotional, uh, the new one starting for March, April, May, it's in three-month time frames, is also available. You can grab those anywhere in the lobby. They're laying around. There's some on that back table there. Uh, we just encourage you to grab one of those. Uh, it's a great word. It happens. It's, it's a daily devotional. We don't write it, uh, but we are part of the partner churches that help promote it and support it. So uh, it's a great devotional for you guys uh, to do your daily walk with the Lord. Okay, offering scripture. I have Hebrews 13. I know we're talking about worship and praise. Hopefully I didn't steal one of your scriptures. You can't really steal a scripture, can you? It's not possible to steal a scripture. It's just possible to emphasize it in a different way, yeah? Hebrews 13, 15, it says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen. Did we just not do that? I know the Lord has had a testimony even just last week, a testimony of someone's bladder was healed miraculously during worship. Wasn't prayed for. We didn't lay hands on it. We didn't anoint her with oil. The Lord just, in his mercy, in his goodness, in his faithfulness, healed somebody last week. Praise God. And whoever was healed this week, I love the testimony, so just go ahead and let me know however you want. Email us, call the church, write it on the connection card. Um, but it's just, he's amazing. So we just worshiped him, and then verse 16 says, But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. And I know I did a whole message uh, on tithes and offerings not too long ago, but he is just pleased as we sacrifice to him our praise, our worship, our finances, our time, our relationships, everything that we have as we sacrifice to him. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are good, you are faithful. Father, we thank you, Lord, that... Uh, 
for every gift, every giver. Father, we just ask, Lord, that you continue to move and work in our finances. Father, we just pray uh, all bills paid in the name of Jesus for the church, for every family, Lord, and that you are moving and working. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Andy. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah? Awesome. Well, I'm excited to speak again on the topic of worship. And um, yeah, there's so many rabbit trails you can go on this topic. And so uh, today we're going to be focusing on one of them. It was a point that I was going to leave out last, well, I was going to speak about last week, but the Lord told me to wait till this week. And I'm glad I did because everything that's been, um, the Lord's been sharing with us this morning, uh, it has been focused around this topic that we're going to be talking about. Uh, but before, let's pray, and then we'll get into this. Father, we thank you so much that you are with us, Lord, and that we can continue to worship you, posturing our hearts before you, submitting to you, to hear your word and to listen and to let you speak. And then, Lord, I pray that all of our ears and eyes and hearts would be open, Father, and sensitive to your Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us as we listen to your word and talk about it and... We just thank you so much that we can be with you. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so um, as I speak, I'm not the preeminence on the topic of worship. So the Holy Spirit is. And um, I'm learning as I study and go through this. So as we go and talk uh, through, through worship, um, if the Holy Spirit reveals something to you, write it down and then share it with me. And share it with Pastor Jason, Pastor Liz, and with everybody else around us. Because we all have the opportunity to hear the Holy Spirit speak to us. And he wants to. And we need to hear what God is speaking to each of us. So I want to encourage you in that. Um, the uh, passage of scripture that we've been using is Acts 2, 42 through 47. So let me read that. It says... And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. And that's, the, that's what we want to see, right, in our body, in all the bodies of the, the church as a whole, in Erie County, all over this country, and all over the world. We want to see this happening, the church functioning in unity with the Holy Spirit and with each other. And so last week we started talking about worship, and we talked about how worship... It's not a song. It's not a 30, 40-minute, hour-long time of singing. But worship, at its core, is a posture and a posture of submission and humility. And we talked about the Hebrew and Greek words, um, shaha. I can't really say it well. Uh, that's the Hebrew word, and it means to prostrate, to lay flat, to bow down, to crouch, to fall, humbly beseech, do reverence, and to stoop. And then the Greek word, uh, proskuneo, which means to kiss like licking 
uh, like the dog licking a master's hand. How many of you have those puppies that you love? And they come and they're ready to lick you to death, right? If they have to, okay, because they love you. And so worship is a posture of submission and humility, but it's a posture of submission and humility uh, in the Father's love and in our love for him. And um, we talked about Mark 12, 29 and 30. It says, Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments. So Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And so Jesus says we need to worship God with every part of our body and posture all of ourselves before him. And then we talked about worship is in our DNA, right? We were created by love. Love is always posturing itself before each other in a posture of humility, submission, care, compassion for one another. And so instinctively, we by nature are going to worship something, no matter what, whether we're sinners or whether we're saved. And so we need to ask the question every single day, what am I posturing before? Who am I posturing before? Who am I submitting myself to, my life to, today? And um, also, what, the things that, that I possess, like how am I posturing my whole life, not just to God, but how am I posturing also to other people? Like, am I loving one another, like Pastor Liz talked about? Are we loving one another? Jesus said the first commandment, and then he said the second commandment is, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. This, this second one is just like the first one. It's, it's posturing ourselves to one another and loving each other in submission. And so we're going to continue with this, and we're going to hit Genesis 22 and read, um, I'm going to read 1, uh, 1 through 19, and we're going to look at Abraham and Isaac. But before we do that, I want to talk uh, just quickly about why is this so important to us? Why should worship and this posturing of our heart be so important? Why should we put so much emphasis on this? One, you know, it's the first commandment, you know, worship God. Um, but in Revelations 2, Revelation 2, 1 through 7, I'm going to read this. Uh, it's not on the screen. Um, Jesus tells John to write this letter to a last days church, a church in the last days, you know. And here's what he says. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Now, if you just stop right there, how many of you would like to be a part of a church like that? I mean, I mean, sounds like they're doing everything perfect. Their works, their labor, they're patient. They're working unto the Lord. They're laboring for the Lord. They're patient. They're uh, not bearing evil. So they're shunning evil and sin. You know, they're testing those who are speaking to them, making sure that they're not false prophets. They're persevering and having patience and laboring for his namesake. You know, they're enduring persecution. So they're like on, on, the, on the mark, right? And then it says, nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Oof. You're doing all the right things, but you stopped worshiping me. You stopped prostrating your heart before me. You stopped submitting to me, and now your worship has simply become works. 
How many times in our life do we worship God and we start doing these all the right things, but then pretty soon our mind shifts from our worship to God and now we're focused on our works. Pretty soon we're just doing and doing and doing and we're thinking, oh, I'm pleasing God, I'm pleasing God all the while. God's over here and we're over here doing this and we're not even looking at him, right? And Jesus says, this is the most important thing to me. Worship. Being with you because I love you. You have left your first love. And so worship is so, so key. Our works mean nothing if we are not in submission to God and being with him and living in his love. And there's a lot of other reasons why worship is so powerful and why we need to have this in our life as a strong discipline. Because, you know, we talked about Paul and Silas in prison, right? And, you know, they started singing to God. And I don't know what the conversation was up in heaven, you know, the Father and Jesus, the Holy Spirit's obviously in them, in that prison, and Father and Jesus are up there looking down on Paul and Silas, and I don't know, maybe one of the fathers like, hey, look at Paul and Silas. Look at their hearts right now. They're worshiping me in the hardest situation. Jesus is like, it's time. Snaps his finger, earthquake, chains break, everything. I don't know if that's how it happened, but I'm just saying, I mean, worship changes situations. When we submit our hearts to God and prostrate him, it changes our situation. I mean, this isn't in my notes, but, um, you know, the Israelites, they marched around Jericho, you know, and then they didn't talk, but they did send out the worshipers in front, you know, and then the walls fell down. Or you think about King Jehoshaphat, and he's going up against this army, I I forget, it was probably the, uh, the Assyrians, and and he's like, I don't know what to do. And God's like, send out the worshipers. Send out, the, your, send out people that are submitting their hearts to me, singing and, and worshiping me. And they go out and they find all the armies already dead. You know? So worship is a powerful, powerful thing. But that worship is a posture where we are now allowing God to fight for us. And we are opening the doors for him. And another thing, um, you know, we were, as we were praying this morning, you know, opening the door to the Lord and letting him come in or making space for him. You know, when we worship, we posture ourselves. He, we are making space for him to come in to our hearts and to do a remodel. How many of you are great with remodeling? I am not great with remodeling, but I've been trying over the last few years. 